0: Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about all this stuff at our website, horrormakesushappy.com. Before we get started, a little information for you and the listeners. Here are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about horror movies, which could involve anything from murder, rape, suicide, child abuse. There will be F-bombs. So if you're not prepared for that, please take care of yourself. Uh, But if you are prepared for that... Listen to us talk about a whole bunch of fucked up shit and really gory shit and just fucking really fucked up shit. And away we go. And away we go. Today's guest is Stephen Biro, author, director, producer, and founder of Unearthed Films, best known for uh, the American Guinea Pig series, as well as a bunch of awesome books. I believe there's one about uh, cooking dead babies. It's a good read. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, Stephen. Glad to have you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being here.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get started, is there anything you're currently working on that you'd like
1: to plug or uh, talk about? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Yo, yeah, oh, man, that's like an open-ended question. Um,
0: <laughs> Next AGP film. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have something
1: in my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on the new American guinea pig film. So psyched. Uh, You know, I was just on set last week. Uh, Yeah, it was fucking rough. Um, Yeah, yeah, probably the roughest thing I've ever uh, shot just because all sorts of stuff happened. We'll leave it at that, but uh, we also got uh, the Unearthed toy line coming up. Uh, That's going to be interesting because it's going to be action figures that shouldn't be action figures <laughs> yes. you know uh we're starting off with the american guinea pig bouquet of guts and gore uh, the lead killer in it uh by the name of eight the chosen one a lot of people excited then we're gonna follow up with Milosh from serbian film and then i think we're gonna go with the untold story uh anthony wong and that classic movie and uh yeah we're, we're we're gonna be going around and making all sorts of toys for fucked up shit that shouldn't be toys that sounds awesome i think that's awesome and then the thing is we're oh man i mean we got a lot of films lined up we haven't even announced them yet so maybe i'll drop a blunder and maybe you guys will get like the first <laughs> crack at it just because there were so many stuff, so many films. You know, uh, w- which is great. You know, I mean, we had a, a great year last year, and having a great year means we can actually become greater. <laughs>
2: exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, and we get to pick up uh, bigger films and other films. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know what we actually do. Behind the scenes, and we handle a lot of other films and we sell them to a lot of the other companies. Uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, Vinegar, you know, we sell to everybody because mm-hmm. it d- depends on the title. Because, uh, I don't want to spend a hundred thousand dollars to release a movie. Okay, oh my god, you know how a hundred thousand dollars, you know, how much cocaine I can buy. that's a joke people that's a joke (laughs) (laughs) but if you do know where to find it now so yeah so that's that's uh, i mean we have so many titles coming up we got uh uh untold story just hit then we had torched that's coming out december 13th and that was ryan nicholson's first film and uh Shit. We've been handling the whole plot digger library for his family since Ryan has passed away. Rest in peace. And uh we're actually finalizing and fixing Gutterballs 2 and uh big fucking monster for the Indiegogo uh people who uh prepaid for Gutterballs 2 and 3, but 3 was never shot. So uh what we're doing is we're putting out all of Nicholson's movies and we're hoping that, you know, uh, we make enough money to pay for fixing the two movies that the Indiegogo backers have paid for already ahead of time. Mm. And, uh, we'll be replacing, you know, uh, a street with big fucking monster. That's never had a release. Um, yeah, it's sort of, a, a clusterfuck if you will
2: (laughs) well the theme of this podcast actually is less about your work uh and more about you as an individual um oh damn it
0: (laughs) yeah sorry it's gonna be a short one now (laughs) yeah right (laughs) um
2: the the idea is that if we interview enough people uh you know we might find some interesting common themes about why they enjoy horror um but also might find some unexpected ones and that's cool too um to that end for this interview, we'll be asking basically three sets of questions. Um, the same questions again, uh, related to childhood, teenage years, and then adulthood. And the reason for that is sometimes when you, uh, come at things from different angles, sometimes it triggers memories that you've forgotten, but that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there's anything that we ask that you don't want to answer, you can just say, pass
1: and move on. Oh man, you guys are opening up a barrel of monkeys. (laughs)
0: that's the idea that's what we do good in a fun way yes
2: um so starting with childhood what are some of your memories what are your first memories
1: of scary things my mother used to instead of the tooth fairy right Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of a quarter or a dollar she would actually put what we would call rubber googly's under my pillow and it could be anything from a rubber Frankenstein to a rubber dragon or a snake or something. So
0: talking about those things that you would stick on your finger and they're a little rubber face and they had the the googly floppy arms.
1: No, no, no. Like a real, real rubber Frankenstein. It was like about a foot and a half long. Jesus. Wow. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big for a rubber Frankenstein. It was awesome. And, uh, and she, uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom loved horror, but we're talking 60s, 70s, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so sort of goofy horror, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Spiders and bats. Yeah, yeah. So she would, I mean, I had a, yeah, I, I woke up and I had a bat underneath my pillow for wisdom tooth or first tooth, <laughs> not wisdom tooth. That's older, right? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. And if you I happen to
2: get one of those that fall out, you got, you got problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was a really cool rubber bat had all sorts of like little rubber stuff connected to it to make it feel like fuzzy, but it wasn't basically uh, it was my mom that pushed the horror genre on me by accident. And, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Does, yeah. does she so, know so, what she, she created? Yeah, she did not have no clue what she created. I mean, no, uh, I mean, now, does she know what she, what she created now? Uh, she, she passed in 2008. Oh, I'm sorry, eight, seven. No, 2000. No, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a bittersweet moment. Um, so yes, that's rough. It is,
0: but on a lighter note, uh, before she passed, I mean, it was still into the uh, the aughts, and you were producing at that point. So, uh, to Steve's question, did she at least get to recognize what a monster she created in her son?
1: Not really, and and mm. not really. I mean, you know, she knew I was writing books, and she was yeah. happy that I found God. And uh, she was, uh, I gave her copies. I'm like, hey, mom, here's a movie released, it's called Aftermath.
0: you're gonna love it it's got a doctor in it yeah
1: you're gonna love it it's fucked up but you're gonna love it (laughs) and you know and yeah i don't and the thing is uh, i gave her a bunch of dvds from the beginnings of unearth yeah she was so old and when i say so old i mean she was like 64 63 at the time she didn't know how to operate the dvd player Mm. (laughs) so she couldn't watch anything that i was doing. So yeah, she didn't know the monster that she created, but the rest of you guys do.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my dad. Now my dad, uh, a totally separate individual. He he's like the Felix Unger of the Odd Couple. We ate mm-hmm. mostly fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which are healthy, and this and and salads, and da da da. Yeah. And once a week we get a roast chicken, but he was so anal retentive on fucking being clean that it just drove me nuts. Mm. And he used to be on our newsletter. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, I got the email to where he's canceling to see the email from us. (laughs) Because you don't contact him enough. Is that what you're getting at? No, no. I mean, uh, we're estranged. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Okay you know, uh, just cause, you know, divorce, you Mm -hmm. know, from the seventies, it wasn't like the co-parenting thing that everybody tries really heavy now. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I was pretty much estranged from my dad, but you know, I still talk to him now and then, especially now during this whole damn plague thing. I, uh, I call him once a month, just see how he's doing. And it's always the same shit. he's, He's a very, wants to be a healthy individual. I mean, guy doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't fuck, doesn't, you know, (laughs) just takes care of himself. And then he bitches to me all the time about not feeling all right, you know, getting older. Oh, I can't play tennis anymore. I can't do this. I hurt my back. And it's just always like, just downer type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the fucked up thing is, I could go off on my about my dad if you guys really want to get the psychological meat of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, only
0: that. if it uh, involves horror.
1: Well, no, well, that's uh, okay, 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 or okay. not. Here's the thing yeah, my dad, holy fuck, he's been threatening to kill himself since I was in the fourth grade. Mm. And he's always like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be in a nursing home. I'm going to kill myself, blah, 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 blah. I mean, shit. I think even last time I talked to him, because he he bought himself a Corvette with cash, because that's my dad, right? Okay. And and I'm like going, okay, I think my dad's going to fucking, like, dive off a fucking cliff in the vet. I don't know how the insurance will work. (laughs) <laughs> not exactly, your you're premium. not gonna get the vet either way yeah exactly you know i'm like on and the thing is he's threatened to kill himself my whole life just when he gets to that point to where he's like okay i'm losing my mind this is time to go blah 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 to where i'm like okay dad well you know just if you can do it in the bathtub." <laughs> Or something, so we don't have to, like, you know, tear out all the fucking carpets and the drywall and shit. And yeah,
0: you know, appeal to his Phil- his Felix Hunger side. Be like, you don't want to make yeah, a
1: mess. Yeah, 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 Dad, you know. And, and I'm like, okay, so the last time I talked to him, he told me he's going to set up a nice table in the backyard. Because there's no fence. You can see all the other neighbors. And oh. he's going to clean his guns out there. Oh. And I'm like, Oh, I thought you're going to,
2: well, he, he could be referring to that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah.
1: And nice. I'm like, Oh dad, that's great. Cause I don't want you sitting around rotting for a couple of days. <laughs> you go do it in the fucking woods or something. I mean, how do you, with a parent who's telling you this constantly through your whole life, yeah. how, how do you take it after like 30, 40 years?
0: Yeah, imagine after so many years, you get desensitized to it. And yeah, just just like you said, after a while, you're just like, all right, well, you know, don't make a mess. Make sure uh, <laughs> yeah, your body yeah, doesn't it. stay there for weeks.
1: That's it. I'm like, Dad, you know, I'm supposed to move into the house after you leave. So make sure you do it on the fucking driveway or something.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, clearly he needs help um, that you're not qualified to give. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, my God. No, I mean, my dad hates doctors, period. And he's like, he, he called me up. I guess he uh, was riding on 10 speed like a couple of years ago. And he hit something. He took a tumble. <clears throat> he had to go in and get like 10 stitches. And he's like, motherfuckers, I could have fucking stitched myself up for free. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to the doctor ever again. And I'm like, okay, dad, cool. You know, uh, you know more power to you. But then... I'm also the same way too. I don't go to doctors either.
2: Yeah. Probably one of the most difficult situations to, to deal with is somebody who needs the help, but also has uh, certain beliefs that preclude them from getting help. Um, and that's not just medical. It's, you know, also mental and all kinds of different things. There's, that's a very common thing, unfortunately. And, you know, there's a whole, only so much you can do about it because, you know, the, The help that you get, particularly when it comes to mental health, uh, you know, it has to be uh, consensual is not the word I want to use, but, you know, change does have to come from within. And if you're not really wanting it, then it's not going to help you. So, you know, you can't force somebody to do that. Um, It's not an easy situation. No, it's not.
1: No, it's not. Kind sir, <laughs> I mean that's all I can look at it and just be like okay that's the thing and I'm prepared for it, you know that's the only shitty thing is that like uh, I gotta be ready for the call mm-hmm. and yeah that's sort of rough you know it's like okay when is he gonna wh- when do you figure out you're mentally unstable enough to where you're like I'm out.
2: Or mentally unstable enough where you, as his next of kin, can, uh, that's word I'm looking for.
1: Oh, 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 Baker act, all that shit. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, uh, are you it, from Florida? Yeah. He's in Florida. So it's no, oh, totally, you No, I'm in California now. I, no, I said, are you from Florida? Mostly. Um, okay.
2: I, I was uh, just surprised that you knew what Baker acting was.
0: Oh, well, because Florida. <laughs> yeah. Is it only a Florida thing? I thought it was it was nationwide. Is that like a Florida law? Yeah.
2: Well, there's different phrases for it in other places, but ah. the Baker Act is the name for it in Florida oh, okay. because it was named after somebody named Baker.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
2: You know, it's kind of funny. I'm already thinking, you know, most of these interviews, it, it does take in some cases quite some time to unravel what it is that somebody in particular – likes about horror or what their personal connection to it is. Um, but <laughs> this might be the shortest call ever. It sounds like you have a very good, uh, you know, your finger on the pulse of, you know, where this comes from for yourself, at least. Um, oh yeah. With good reason. I mean,
1: Oh yeah, no, no, it's uh, uh, I grew up hating life and uh, there's a time that, you know, I just want to see everybody dead, but I love everybody. (laughs) I know
2: people fuck up. It, It might, what might be interesting on this call. So, you know, there's, there's usually two potential things that cause anybody to be attracted to anything. So there's, there's, there's the attraction, there's a desire and also a fear. So, whatever it is that you love, whether it's horror in this case or skydiving or, you know, what have you, you can either be attracted to it for some reason that you like it, or you could be moving in that direction because you're trying to move away from something else. I, you know, we can kind of understand in in your case, maybe the attraction is, you know, your mom had, uh, you know, a positive experience with horror. She appreciated it and shared that appreciation with you. And it sounds like maybe the, the moving away from part is (laughs) moving away from your father that had, you know, the negative side of all the drama related to the bad things that could happen in life. Um, but, you know, focusing on the good parts, you know, we could probably talk about your experiences growing up and, and the different, uh, you know, we've got a whole list of questions here, normally trying to weed out what it is that you like or dislike, but. You know, that, that might be still interesting to go through this list of questions just to discuss your experiences with, uh, with horror in the sense of like, like I just said, we, we've got a good grasp on why, you know, the negative parts about it, but there, there seem to be, at least in your case, also some good parts because obviously, you know, you're making a living in doing it. Um, so there, there's, it sounds like there could still be stuff to talk about. Oh, no, there is.
0: Don't worry, pal.
1: (laughs) So other than we, your we mother scratched and father, the surface man, right? <laughs> right.
0: We're still in childhood here. You're right.
2: So other than your mother and father, uh, you know, again, referring mainly to childhood here, what other experiences related to horror, uh, jump out at you as being impacting in, on your childhood?
1: You'll find this funny. Cause this is a weird one. Okay. Uh, my mom got remarried. And okay. my dad had a back problem. Cause I was only with him for about a year and a half learning. He was actually teaching me shit, right. Teaching me how to tell time, how to save money. Right. You know? And, mm-hmm. uh, my mom got married to another guy and he was a drunkard times 10. And, uh, my dad didn't know this, but he was like, Oh wow. Okay. That's, you know, the kids need a mother and a father, so here you go. So me and my sister went to my mom, and this guy was such a fucking drunk. Holy shit, he, he would get fired from drinking on the job. And nice. then, you know, he'd put out the resume and get hired in Nebraska, South Carolina. So I always moved around, even in New York where I was born i think I think I've moved around fourteen different times before I was even twelve.
2: You and I are very similar in that manner uh no, <laughs> One of the things that I had to do for counseling is actually figure out how many times I had moved and i counting it out, I had moved I think thirteen times by the time I was ten.
1: yeah no, no its it's it's terrible because you're the new kid, everybody's staring at you, so i uh, you know i I built up this uh fucked up persona which works for me well nowadays because <laughs> I can be dropped in any situation and fit in and meld in. Mm, yeah. uh, so that that's the only good and thing. And it doesn't about- bother you if you don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that was the whole thing. It was like moving around that much. New school, new friends. Oh, wait, no, those are not your friends anymore. Now a new school, another friends, blah, 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 blah. So, so it was nice when I finally moved to Florida. And uh, was there since I was 14 until uh, 49, 48, maybe. And even there, I moved around a fuck ton, too. But, you know, it was for work reasons. I built a comic book store. I built a video video store that was really fucked up. But it didn't work back in 2000. (laughs) Mm. Uh, My friend uh, Mike Sandlin at Grindhouse Video. He opened up a cult video store in Tampa, and he's killing it. Chris, is that the same
2: person that we've
0: talked about? Yep. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the podcast, too.
1: Oh, no, he's a great motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I trusted him. I had him do Indiegogo shipping for me for the first two movies. Fucking phenomenal guy. And uh, the thing is, he tells me his sales numbers for the day, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not even close to what I would make in a month at my own cult video store. Well, I, to be fair, is
2: he say, talking about gross or net? Cause those are gross, two different
1: things. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. His net was smaller than mine. Yes. That, there you go. I, I did it in 2000 and I opened up a cult video store in Ybor city, which is the party town. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I figured we'd do great with the waitresses and the bartenders ordering, you know, renting fucked up shit, but nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> and the internet was still newish. You know, I mean I had back then I had a fledgling bootleg company. <laughs> I shouldn't be funny it. now that
2: you're bitching about people. Well, yeah, no,
1: I'm bitching. Well, cause it's 20 years <laughs> later, man.
2: Just got to Just fucking with you.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's 100% true back then with like shoddy VHS bootlegs. The shit looked bad. <laughs> you'd, you'd get a fifth generation bootleg, but you were thrilled to see it, but it didn't stop you from buying the new DVD that came out. Yeah. And that's when and everybody's got to
2: start it. somewhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. I was bootlegging the shit and I got hit up by the fucking guys who were handling the Guinea pig series. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm like, Hey, awesome. Uh, Sell me the rights to the fucking movies. And they offered, it was like a stupid, ridiculous amount. It was like 80,000 bucks. And I'm like, no, I got to start a company. I got to do the authoring and this, and and this, and that." And fuck you. But, you know, let's do it. We'll we'll start the company 50-50. And he's like, no, I can't do that. And he hangs up on me. Huh? But then 30 days later, hey, how about this? And he offered it to me for 10000 bucks. Wow, that's a huge
0: difference. That's a big drop, yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, man, you know, well, I got to start a website, and do the authoring, blah, 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 all these costs. I got to, you know, how about we just do it 50-50? And he's like, no, and he hangs up. <laughs> Next week, 5,000. Yeah, but 30 days later, he calls me back. He's like, okay, so we're going to start a company? I'm like, yeah, here, I'll figure out a name for it. And yeah, let's do this. And that's how Unearthed Films was born. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah well,
2: yeah. I'm guessing that didn't come along until much later in your adulthood. Well, to,
1: uh, yeah, I was like 30, 31, 32
2: yeah okay that. well we'll get we'll get to that coming back to childhood so you mentioned that there was something uh we said you know your mother or father what else uh was memorable in your childhood And you said you had something really funny and then we kind of went off on a tangent
1: oh yeah 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 it was it was my stepdad okay we lived in nebraska at the time and i was saving up money to buy a fucking motorbike You know, Enduro, something, you know, because it was snow and fucking this and that. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker buys me a German fucking moped. (laughs) Okay. Okay. To where I'm like, Um, what the fuck is this? Was it a Vespa? No, no, no. You actually had to pedal it to get it going.
0: Okay, it was a moped. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was a moped. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he comes out into the garage while I'm cleaning the moped. And he's drunk as shit, and he walks up to a beer that's sitting there with spiderwebs on it. Oh. It's about half full. And he picks it up. I see the spider web stretch and break. And he drinks it and he looks at me and he's like, Nectar of the gods, Steve. Nectar <laughs> of the gods. And I was like, Yeah.
0: Your uh, your nectar might have been there for a while buddy. You might want to check right. that for chunks.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: it was it was fermented before he got to it, so. Yeah. Mm. But uh I would have been checking for things like cigarette butts.
1: <laughs> uh well, you know. I mean, my mom smoked, my stepdad smoked, my real father doesn't do fucking shit. To where I'm like, "Dad, if you're bitching about getting too old, you should probably pick up smoking <laughs> or something." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll and, help, uh, you know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, only, the only thing is, is that with my mother, I watched her waste away. Mm-hmm. Uh, she believed she had MS. Doctors couldn't prove it. She was mm-hmm. on Xanax and she was on tons of fucking medication. I mean, holy shit, you know, and she tried to kill herself a couple of times. I moved back in with her after I think the first time, maybe the second, I forget but I, I watched her basically waste her life away just because life beat her up. Yeah. And, you know, and I saw her and I'm like, mom, you know, just try to think a little bit more positive. And it was always Debbie downer type shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so I want to make sure that I don't do that. Right.
2: Cause yeah, my mom struggled with depression her whole life too. And, and- You know, it's, it's kind of sad because now after, you know, the age of COVID-19 there's so much more stuff that's immediately available online. Uh, so as long as you have an internet connection, you can get so much more help than you were able to even two, three years ago. And I wish my mother had been, you know, managed to live long enough to see it now because now she might've been able to get some of the help that she could have had before.
1: Yeah. It's just so stupid. I mean, our society is really fucking stupid if we actually step oh, back there's and that think too. about it. Yeah. That shit should have been available back in 20 years ago. As soon as the internet yeah. was there, you know, yeah. uh, we shouldn't have had to wait until a pandemic, right? Well, Which the is two issues
2: thing. are money. And what's the other phrase I'm looking for? Um, not mass support, but uh, critical mass. You know, there's there's a lot of services out there that were really struggling because you didn't have the critical mass necessary to support it. But, um, you know, with everything going the way it has now, there's so many other people that now need those services that
1: now we have the critical mass. Yeah. And that's why our society is stupid.
2: I mean, that's a whole nother podcast.
1: It is. No, it is. That's the whole problem, you know. So. Was there,
2: you know, again, going back to childhood, was there anything, uh, that you experienced in childhood that actually scared you
0: besides the rubber bat?
1: I, I will say maybe Jaws. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're not the
0: first one to say that. uh, I think, uh, Jesse Seitz said, uh, Jaws was one of her early uh, fears. Didn't she? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I was uh, staying with my dad at the time. Had two friends. Went over to a friend's house, and he's like, "Check this out!" And he turned on his TV, and Jaws was on because he had like early HBO. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, watched the last part of it, and holy shit! When Quinn got, <laughs> bitten, you know, we were like, "Oh my god! Is what's going on? Is your heart beating like mine?" And everybody's <laughs> touching their hearts and shit. They're going, "Oh my god! What's going right. on here?" So, yeah, so that was my first flip out. I think the okay. only second other flip out I had was uh, Bloodsucking Freaks when I was 16. I don't know that one. Yeah. That guy. one, blood- oh, Larry. God. Uh, directed by Joel Reed, and it's about some masochistic effeminate guy with a black midget, <laughs> and they would torture these women beyond belief. I mean, like, you know, Throwing darts in the middle of their assholes and shit, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. just it looked was it up and really seventy
0: six. So that's uh that's some pretty hardcore shit for seventy-six.
1: Yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's a crazy movie and it was really very snuffy because they'd like get these women that they kidnapped and torture them on stage and everybody thought it was an act. But, you know, supposedly it's not because of movie magic, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that one, that one got me going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the
2: scene from uh, Interview with a Vampire.
0: Oh, yeah, where they, uh, they kill the woman on stage and
1: everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's part of the play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so mainstream. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> a little bit. The, Excuse the only me. Cool thing, <laughs> the, the only cool thing was that my stepfather and his drunken disability stole one of the first VCRs from Sears and Roebuck.
0: <laughs> That's a big deal, man. Those things were like 500 bucks when they first came
1: out. No, they're they huge. Were, Dude, huge. They were like three to 4,000. Jesus. This was like 2000, 2000 no, no, wait, no. Oh. 1978, 79. So wow. when I moved in, there was a VCR there and we would have to drive like 45 minutes to the nearest fucking rental store. <laughs> no shit. And the rental store was about as big as your bathroom. Yep. Yep. And you know, it just had, you know, all the VHS tapes were like separated by five inches on the wall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but we're, we're like, Oh, evil dead. This sounds like a good movie. Oh, phantasm. This sounds like a good movie. And then, and then uh, my parents, we rented a flesh for Frankenstein, which is Andy Warhol. Have you ever saw that? No, no. Oh, that's uh, fucked up. You must fuck life in the gallbladder. And then he's fucking a dead corpse. And I'm sitting there <laughs> with the two parents going, do, 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 you know, because it's very, <laughs> right. And like, how old were you at this point? Oh, I was like 14. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so it's like I'm watching Andy Rolls, Flesh for Frankenstein, and Blood for Dracula. I mean, mm-hmm. you only had so much to rent in that one place, so we went through it all. Yep. <laughs> and It uh, says
0: something, though, you know, that the VHS is cutting-edge technology, yet still some of the first video cassettes you're able to get are classic horrors like that.
2: Well, I'm also wondering if this is in New York. You know, there's a lot of places particularly in the city where, you know, stores are just tiny up there.
1: Yeah. Oh, this was in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Nebraska. That. But still there there wasn't a lot of VHS tapes cuz back then, VHS tapes cost 75 bucks to 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, That's why they
2: did the rental thing.
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh yeah, it, it, the the market stayed that way and that's how everybody made money back in those days
2: although actually i mean if you really want to get to it the reality was they didn't cost that much but what they were doing is they were selling the machine cheaply and then they were they said we'll get you on the tapes just like they're doing now or with inkjet printers mm-hmm. it's the printer that costs more than the than the the uh the ink but they sell you the printer cheap and then they get you on the ink
0: mm-hmm uh-huh mm-hmm. Just like just like how Tommy Chong would sell uh, water pipes with extras that come with them. Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> so, uh, let's see. When you were a kid, did you participate in Halloween? Oh, how could you not?
1: Fucking free right? candy, candy, man. Candy. There you go.
2: <laughs> did you have a favorite costume? Lee's favorite costume?
1: No, I remember I was Frankenstein one year, and that was with the plastic... Then, always with the plastic masks. masks. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, I actually started. It's dying. a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I was like, "Ooh, there's better masks out there." And yeah. I think uh, I bought a stupid witch one. I don't know why I was a witch. Could have been a male witch. <laughs> <laughs> man, witch. It was a man witch. were <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich? What? Exactly. I was a sandwich. One year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nothing, nothing uh, that stands out. I mean, I remember I found a bootleg Iron Maiden Eddie mask, but it had the that sounds hood awesome. on top of it, but it had the peace of mind type of metal staples around his head, and mm-hmm. I took off the fucking hood. And yeah, the, the metal staples went all around the head, looked fucking great. Uh, yeah. I think it was like 16, 17 at the time and shit. So, But then I didn't. Trick or treat, either. Right. At that time. So yeah.
0: Slight tangent because I know we're getting off on several tangents, and I'll keep this quick. But I, I'm just browsing through the pictures on uh, Flesh for Frankenstein. Holy shit, Udo Kier! He is so young in this. Oh I yeah. No idea of no. him.
1: Fuck yeah, no. It, and he was also in Blood for Dracula. Yeah. Amazing because he's like, "I will only drink virgin bread <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's his voice.
0: Oh yeah yeah
1: yeah what is so, he like 20 that's insane oh yeah no i i know and and the only problem is with that movie the reason why we haven't released it is the owner uh yeah he's got dementia oh yeah i mean i've, dealt, you, I've dealt with that a uh, number of occasions i imagine you did have- you
2: have any group of friends that you hung out with as a kid i mean i know that your mom liked horror but uh, did you have any other friends that liked horror
0: yeah, like you kind of mentioned when you were watching Jaws, that's that's kind of like a, a follow up statement. Whenever we ask this question, it's always good to watch a scary movie with friends because you have that moment where you can look over at a friend, like is your heart beating as fast as mine? So it, it sounds like you did have uh, a, a horror crew, as I like to call it.
1: No, well, well, the Jaws guys, you know, I think I was out of there after two months. Okay, so they weren't really friends, and I bounced around like a lot. To where like horror was just mine and then when okay. i got to florida and then you know i had all my stoner buddies and that's the thing i, I floated between a lot of different groups you had the metallica guys group you had the Earth slayer guys you had the anthrax guys <laughs> you had all sorts of different groups and i would like float like a butterfly between them all right But then when they'd come over to my house, I'm like, hey, you want to see something fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is I'm friends with a bunch of my high school friends on Facebook. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they're just like, dude, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck happened to you? What do you mean what the fuck happened to me? I've always been this way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, no, they're all like, yeah, dude, no, your earlier self was was like if you talk to your earlier self, your earlier self would be very happy with you. Mine right. would be like, dude, total boner over here. Way to go, man. <laughs> dude, you're fucking killing it. Right. Okay.
2: But no, no, uh, no group of friends that particularly focused on horror, at least in your childhood.
1: No, it wasn't until fucking like uh, adulthood. Yeah. 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 Until at I least was adolescence. like uh, 28, 29, you know, before I opened the video store up to right. where I, I had um, good, close personal friends that were all pure horror. It's yeah. like they'd be able to ramble off to you all of full cheese films. Nice. And when I say all of them, I mean like fucking all of them.' to where you're like, okay. what the fuck that's that was his TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a romance. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so yeah, so around the 30s is when I had like the batch of friends who were like, horror hounds and they they knew chaz bowen personally uh if you guys don't know who he is it's a chris thing
0: <laughs> yeah i'm feeling at every one of these
1: today um... <laughs> yeah no you're no, you're you're here with one of the oldest schooled horror guys right
0: that makes me feel better about feeling
1: yeah go. yeah. chaz ballen was uh the editor for gorezone magazine for a while and an uh, early fango guy. And he was the gore hound. He actually coined the phrase go- gore hound. Okay. And a great guy. He, he was bootlegging back when we were, I was bootlegging to where we were trading shit and stuff. And He, he wrote sequels to uh, Gento movies and some other shit oh, that shit. never got made. Uh, he was actually on the set of Society. Cool. Ryan, what you was his name? Society.
0: I know Society. I do at least know that one.
1: Okay, yeah, he was, he was on the set for that. I think he has a big fake plastic penis, tongue in his mouth. Nice, <laughs> but he was just—he was like the, uh, you know, the extreme side of horror. If you knew who Chaz Bellin was, then you're instant friends with the other person. Okay,
0: that was like the password to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not just one of those Jason Michael Myers dudes. You actually know real horror, which is the fucked up shit like Cannibal Holocaust and Gates of Hell and blah, 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 blah. Right. So it's like, so it w- if he came up in a conversation, you were instant friends with the other person because it was such a small section of the horror industry. Right. You know, and you can say, you know, if I say Tony Timpone, you know who I'm talking about, right? Nope. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> know. <sighs> Okay, he, he was he was uh, the, the main for six editor now? for Fangoria for
2: way
0: too many years.
2: Oh, see, you're getting literary. Chris is not a liter- literary guy. He's a more
0: movie guy. Yeah. I read books. Books are for nerds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except uh, I, he's yeah. writing one now. Oh, nice, nice, nice. What's it about?
0: Well, I'm writing more of a comic book. It's the whole pieces thing about a family of cannibal ghouls that live underneath North Brother Island, to torture people, eat them. Dismember their oh, body parts.
1: The usual. <laughs> you know, as one does. Yeah, I mean, I got into the uh, the book thing for a bit there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't go into it much because that's a whole other episode.
0: That is a whole other couple of podcasts. Yeah, I- I've right. thought about writing before, you know, because, I mean, it'd be fun to try my hand at that. But, man, writing's hard. you got to write, like, hundreds of pages and shit. Screenplays are one thing, but books are that's they they gotta be at least an inch thick. Yeah. So
2: to jump back to childhood for a minute, did you, uh, did you experience anything that, uh, triggered any kind of lasting phobias for
1: you? And if not, that's fine. It's just a question that I have. I mean, I, I refuse to stick my dick in a hole. (laughs) I don't know what's on the other side, you know? So, you know, I mean, uh, did something happen to you in childhood that triggered that? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! That's just well, there I was just one know. truck stop glory hole, and <laughs> yeah, I just know. But maybe abandonment in a way, you know, just because of the whole uh, you know divorce thing. You know, parent yeah. left, never heard from him at all, and uh, yeah. So, so maybe- I could
2: understand that if it was your mom that you didn't hear from, but
1: oh, my mom wasn't that great either. Well, sure <laughs> too. You know, I mean, we lived together, and basically it was just, you know, I mean, we had an open uh, dialogue to where we could talk about stuff, weird stuff that parents don't want to talk about. But, you know, and the thing is, that was when she was going down the fucking hole with, you know, fucking everything to where it was like, okay, like, you know, she's not taking her own advice, so mm. don't listen to her. Okay. Especially my dad. <laughs> Especially my dad. Yeah, his advice is terrible. He hit me up two years ago. Hey, Steve, you know what? You know, I know you're selling horror movies. But I think you ought to buy a bunch of these fucking bootleg Chinese Versace purses from China. Oh and I think you're you need really? to sell purses. And I'm like, Dad, I'm doing the horror thing. But thank you for that bit of advice. Yeah, right. You know I mean you got, you got to go with you got to go with what you know. Yeah. I know and I'm like Versace person I don't know nothing. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because back in the you know 2000s my grandmother had a couple strokes and at one oh point God. my family wanted to uh to rent out the extra room to you know whoever they wanted to find somebody who could live there and help take care of her and right. a lot of my stuff was in the the closet there because i lived there with her for a while and at the time i had bought a couple things on ebay and it was you know this new thing so i wound up turning around and selling a bunch of my stuff made like six hundred dollars in like a month and a half and thought to myself well i actually know it was twelve hundred dollars Uh, And I thought to myself, I could either, you know, put this all towards bills or I could blow all of it, or I could put half of it towards bills and try to take the other half and make some sort of a business out of it and did a bunch of research. And my choices were either I could buy and resell clothing in bulk and then sell it as individual or i could buy memory upgrades for laptops uh in bulk and individually sell those and of course i went with the memory because i know computers i don't know clothing Mm. uh but yeah same same concept you got to go with what you know
1: yeah so you're making a living off the memory
2: well no not now but i was for (laughs) probably about five years okay um, that's good that's good until until (laughs) hong kong got in the act and they drove all the prices down but yeah
1: that's good. I, I'm expecting to be a used car salesman when the horror <laughs> thing dies. Right there, you go. Something or at least the on. collectors die. That'll never happen. I was gonna say, I have a
2: feeling horror is always gonna be around. That's that's a, a human thing.
1: Oh no, yeah, horror will always be there. But for us, uh, specialty labels, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's why you're seeing like Scream Factory. Oh, hey, buy it from us, and you get a poster, and you get this like. Fake dildo, and you get this thing too. You know, there's no such thing as a fake dildo.
2: Well,
1: you know,
0: <laughs> anything is a dildo if you try hard enough.
1: But you know, and the thing is, we're we're about ready to get start doing that ourselves. You know, hey, buy this limited edition, you'll get the fucking replica butcher knife.
2: Did you have any um, any recurring nightmares when you were a kid?
1: Nope. Nope. Enjoyed so. them all whenever whenever i had a fucked up nightmare fucking it was awesome i think the best nightmares i had was when i had fever dreams because i was sick one of them i was in a barrel going over niagara falls okay that sucked and when i hit that's when i woke up uh the other one fever dream that i really enjoyed was uh, my body the fucking veins started bursting out of my fucking flesh, and they were like, you know, spraying blood everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I woke that. I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? I got to put that in the movie, so it's in a screenplay.
0: Nice, like little tiny fire hoses.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, yeah, no, no reoccurring culture. Cool, I think I f- I fucked Madonna once. That was cool. <laughs> huh. It was when she had ponytail she blonde ponytail it was on the roof on a dirty mattress
2: (laughs) i don't know why that that's funny to me but okay (laughs) it it
1: sounds accurate um how about reoccurring themes in dreams no 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 i'm usually flying around fucking talking to dragons fucking watching (laughs) aliens fucking uh Blow the shit out of fucking uh, cities, but like I'm on the top of the mountain to where you can see everything in a vista mm-hmm. to where it's like, wow, look at that shit.
0: Dude, you have awesome dreams. I'm jealous. I mean yeah, it's probably I mean, due to a uh, certain intake of certain things that helped me fall asleep, but uh I, I typically only remember like clips of dreams, like quick seconds here and there. It's not you have dreams that are fucking full movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the, so you know, I love the dreamscape because <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the, my my dreams are just, like, so open-ended to where it's, like, I mean, the weirdest thing was when I was talking about damn dragon, he was talking in dragon speak, and I could hear it. He, he would speak in dragon uh-huh. speak, but I would hear it fucking translated in my head. Uh uh-huh. Have you ever watched Rick and Morty? <laughs>
2: <Huh>? <laughs> I said, have you ever watched Rick and Morty? Oh, I
1: love Rick and Morty. The, damn- the episode about the dragons. <laughs>
0: Yeah, did you and the dragon, uh, did, did the dragon try and coerce you into a certain orgy of some sort? Or no, just, no, no. I, was
1: saving, I was saving the planet. Come on, man. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah, now, we may still be talking <laughs> about childhood dreams here, so you know. Here,
1: take this orb. No, these are adult dreams. I mean, I, I don't have anything that reoccurs. It's just always a fucking, you know, crazy-ass fucking, I'm jumping 20 meters in the air, landing on fucking telephone poles, shit like that, you know. Yeah okay. yeah yeah. I mean I wish I had recurring dreams and that would probably mean that I have a a hold up in my psychic abilities. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe not. I mean I mean I was just thinking about something actually that kind of ties into that which is you know we've talked a lot of the questions that we have here relate to fears and and negative things but the very next thing I wanted to ask you was to start talking about some of the positive things. You know, what what were some of your positive experiences with horror as a child or in your teenage years?
1: Oh, it's just, I loved it. And, uh, it got me over the hump of wanting to kill everybody on top of a bell tower with a sniper rifle. Yeah. That's a good thing.
0: it's a, uh, it's a healthy creative outlet, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it's,
1: it's you could see all the death and murder that you want to happen in the safety of your own home. I mean, I've had uh, a number of people hit me up during the conventions and they're like, dude, if I didn't have the outlet of the movies you put out, Mm -hmm. I'd be on top of the bell bell tower. And I'm like, dude, me too. Yeah, it's like you're doing a public
0: service when you put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. so (laughs) so
1: basically, I think uh, what I'm doing is I'm giving people a healthy outlet to get out some of their transgressive thoughts and uh, some of their own nightmares to personally make them real to where they're not doing stupid shit, you know?
0: Yeah, like, now I don't have to go slit someone's eye open with a razor blade. I know what it looks like.
1: Exactly. No, it's, well, well, you know, that's a little bit more detailed, but, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a little confused, but his heart's in the right place. (laughs) Well, you know, going back to what I said earlier about, you know, the fears versus desires. Mm -hmm. um, Is there anything in particular that you see um, as a common thread in the types of horror that you like in terms of, you know, metaphysical versus... You know, gore versus zombie versus you know—is do you see some sort of common thread that you go,
1: yeah, I like this? Oh, for me, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, the the war between devil and God. Okay, I'm a theologian because I, I met them both. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you could you could say that I was fucking drugged out of my fucking mind, and I was. <laughs> uh, that sometimes but, helps, but. but there was a time when I was searching for God, taking massive amounts of LSD and nitrous oxide, and uh, and the wrong one showed up. Oh well, the wrong one showed up, but masquerading as something holy. Got it. And uh, you know, and it's really fucked up. And I wrote three different books about it because <laughs> it affected me so much. Mm. I mean, it changed me as a person. Uh, one hundred percent. It was just like boom that one day wow and uh so for me it's about the fight between morality and sin and fucking you know god and the devil heaven and hell and, and i love that and personally i like to bring that into every aspect of my filmmaking okay uh i mean bouquet of guts and gore uh, the two chicks on the beds who we rip apart. One's Christian and the other one's not. One's a mother. One's the daughter. Mm-hmm. Daughter is not Christian. That's why she gets the red LSD. And the other one is Christian. I mean, we yank a cross off her, you know, off her neck. Mm-hmm. And the killer's like, "I'll give this back to you when you need it." And it's during her while well, well, her heart's exposed and it's beating for the last time he puts the cross back on our heart on the last beat. To me, that's beautiful. You know, it's like the battle between heaven and hell will always, I mean, it's, it's in Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. It's in Bouquet. It was supposed to be in Blood Shock, but me and the director had a misunderstanding, but it's definitely in Song of Solomon. (laughs) Have either of you guys seen that? I was there on set during filming. Oh, is that you? Yeah, it was me. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Hey, you know, it was a while ago. There were a lot of people on set. It's, uh, I
1: well, really yeah, yeah. Well, time. also my memory is not as fucking sharp as it used to be. That
2: happens. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. You mentioned the, you know, that you're really fascinated with this whole good and evil thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, I, do you have any idea why it is that you're interested in that?
1: Yeah, because I met God
2: and the devil. Fuck. I thought you were saying that you were interested in that before they showed up.
1: Well, no, no, I wasn't. I was an atheist. Okay. And then I hit a time in my life to where I'm like, okay, something's fucking up. Something's not right or something's 100% right. and Mm -hmm. I got to find my creator. And what did I come up with? Take the most drugs you possibly can get on top of the mountain and see what happens and that's what i did
2: <laughs> i'm going to ask two different questions here one is who is your favorite
0: mo- and what does he do
2: yeah right <laughs> um one is what's your favorite movie but then the second question is what movie have you watched more times than any other because that might not be the same as your favorite movie
1: Oh, uh, um my go-to lately has been Make Them Die Slowly, a.k.a. Cannibal Ferox.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Which is this? Is this your favorite or the one that you've seen more often than, than any other?
1: Uh, my favorite. My favorite. Okay. And uh, I would I would also have to say Gates of Hell. Okay. Gates of Hell and Cannibal Ferox, Italian. Uh, now, the one that I watch the most, ugh. Um, that's a rough one just cause the thing is I, you know, being a bootlegger, I used to watch shit all the motherfucking time mm-hmm. cause I was recording it. Uh, uh <laughs>
2: okay. Not counting bootlegging, <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. just individual viewing. What, what movie have you watched more than
1: any other? Could have been evil dead. It could have been evil dead too. Okay. That's a good one. Could have been evil dead too. Because you know, I I watched it when it first hit VHS. Same thing with Bad Taste. Bad Taste is up there. Uh, I mean, the uncut Dead, Live, Brain Dead
3: Mm -hmm.
1: was up there. Just because whenever somebody would come over, I'd be like, "Dude, we're getting stoned here. We're watching this. Yeah, yeah. So let's watch this. So yeah. So yeah. So I would say it's either Hellraiser Two or Evil Dead (laughs) Two.
0: I like Hellraiser too, because you know it's it's a nice neat package with the recap in the beginning. You almost don't even have to watch the first one.
1: Yeah, first one's great, though. I mean, oh yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were doing after that. I know the budgets went down, but what the fuck? I, I'm I'm wanting to hit up the company who fucking made that shitty Hellraiser version and say, dude, here I am. I got right? an effects crew. Fucking
0: Come let on Earth take a crack at it. Everybody, Everybody else has by yeah, now.
1: Yeah, you know, dude, I can pull this shit off. Hey, Texas Chainsaw motherfuckers. Hey, what are you doing?
0: Maybe you could you even going? get Doug Bradley back in the franchise.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop stop hiring people that don't even know the fucking movie franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the thing is I I'm I'm feeling my old age. I'm 51 now. And it's always interesting cuz you know, we're getting all these new fans and shit and i'm seeing on facebook hey everybody i'm watching evil dead 2 for the first time <laughs> and you're like oh that's cute i'm like what the fuck i'm like wait how old are you okay you're 28 i'm like okay i forgive you right. <laughs> but <laughs> I it's just so it's just so interesting now cuz you know i've been doing this shit for fucking ever yeah. Yeah, I would watch all the Bella Lugosi and the Vincent Price and the Abbott and Costello versus the mummy and all that crap. And, you know, and then going to like the first of the VHS days to where your parents will rent something to where they're deeply ashamed while watching it. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, turning on people in my high school days like, dude, have you heard of this thing called the beyond? What's that? Here it's called <laughs> fucking the Seven Doors of Death, and, mm. you know, and show and people, ah, you know. So as the years went on, you know, and I'm seeing all these newbies come in, and it's amazing, it's great, you know. I, but I'm always like, ah, what, what, what? I'm like, what? You're watching Hellraiser for the first time too? What the fuck's going on here? And I'm like, ah, okay. Cool. Well, Awesome.
0: <laughs> welcome to the club.
1: Right. Yeah. Welcome to the club. And we have yeah, such
0: sites to show you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that's, the thing. that's the thing. People usually start out Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers and Chucky. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you watch that shit fucking you're done within a couple of days. And then they're like, Hey, what else is out there? And then they start watching like wrong turn or whatnot. And then they watch a bunch of that crap, and they're not satisfied. And then they're like, wait, well, there's other movies from other countries, right? And then they mm-hmm. get into Dario Argento and Fulci and Takashi Miike in Japan. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, there's there's more films out there. And then, <laughs> and then they get to the fucking... Um, cannibal holocaust make them die slowly type of things and they get the to chainsaw. those other stuff and i'm like sitting at the bottom waiting for him going <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm, ho- I'm over here i'm over know? here and i got the goods that you know are gonna fuck you up because mm-hmm. that's the thing with horror movies you watch them you get the heart attack you're like <laughs> But then you watch a bunch of the mainstream stuff and you're like, okay, I don't get the thrill anymore and then you watch some Argento shit and some Takashi Mika stuff and then you're like, Oh, I get in the thrill again and then you lose it. And then then that's what I'm hoping is that then they end up coming to us. Yeah. Because we're at the bottom. We're proud of it. Mm-hmm. I like how you don't consider it the top, but <laughs> we're at the bottom. Yeah, we're
0: at the top. <laughs> it's no, the, other top. the top in the other direction yes
2: yeah you know, any I mean, idea why you like the stuff that's so obstre- uh, you know extreme well because y- you don't get a boner anymore
1: i mean <laughs> just chasing the uh chasing the high yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean uh, how many times have you sat down and watched a horror movie and you're like uh a lot, <laughs> <Except> <laughs> a lot? Several. yeah yeah so, i mean yeah. i've
0: discussed this on previous podcasts too it always happens that way you you just like you said, you start off with the uh, the mainstream stuff, and you know, unless you were grandfathered into it like yourself from an early age. But um, no, you, you start off with uh, the mainstream stuff, and then you get more extreme, and then more extreme, and you you do lose that high, and it just gets to the point where all you're doing is escalating, watching things that are more fucked up and more twisted and disgusting, and yeah, you get that. But uh, but yeah, you you do lose that um, that high of of shock because after a while you're like all right yeah they, they cut that person's st- testicles off and fed them to him. that's cool effects
1: but yeah yeah, i mean that's because in my bootleg days i used to do a lot of the extreme pervy porn shit Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a times. lot of that <laughs> my friends come over i'm like hey dude watch this guy fucks a chicken till it's dead yeah, 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 yeah. A uh, movie's called Chicken Fucker. I don't know who it's it <laughs> with. Imag- Imaginative title. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, know, you're I creative. know. So I've watched all that crap too. To where now, when I watch a movie, yeah, I, I, I don't get that thrill. I don't get that buzz. And the only time I do get that thrill and that buzz is something that we're fucking making, or I'm putting out. To where I know this is going to fuck people up. Basically, that's what it is. So. We got a movie called Twenty Nine Needles coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck me! Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Fuck! It's the most extreme thing I've ever seen. And uh, anybody who's homophobic is going to have a really hard time. Oh, <laughs> well, e- even if you're straight and not homophobic, you're going to have a really hard time. On one hand, I'm curious
2: to ask. On the other hand, might be one of those things that you—it's better to leave for the audience to discover on their own.
0: Both probably better to leave that one a mystery, yeah. Or, <laughs> or both, yeah. Uh, I've okay. seen a few of your posts on Twenty Nine Needles, and it looks absolutely horrific.
1: Oh man, it's—it's it's a reverse Jacob's ladder. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. It, It's—I mean, it, it's got a damn good story to it, and it's just about a guy trying to figure out who he is sexually and. He goes down the wrong fucking path, and fuck me, fuck. I was just like fuck. I was like fuck. I'm like fuck. I mean, fuck. I you know, had no One more boner time. for a week. I had no boner for a week.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's okay. That's a tagline on the DVD right there. After watching this film, I was unable to get a boner for a solid week.
1: <laughs> solid. No matter what I did, didn't matter none's nothing
0: <laughs> I mean not even Brazilian fart porn That's that always does it for me
1: oh no no oh shit I forget one of the guys from uh, one of the other labels he he, <clears throat> he hits me up and he's like dude have you ever heard about Brazilian snot porn and I'm like no <laughs> and he's like here you go and I'm like uh, thank you I think <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Question mark. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I prefer like carrots and cucumbers. <laughs> you are going to do stuff <laughs> with some weird, do it with some vegetables. At least you can have a nice salad when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, normally
2: we close the interview by asking, uh, you know, two questions, which is, uh, you know, why horror? Um, once we've narrowed it down to what it is that you like about horror in your case, you know, the, the good versus evil thing really isn't very big in any other genre other than maybe sci-fi, but even when it is sci-fi that deals with good versus evil, it's, uh, it's either, how can I say this? It's not religious or if it is religious, then it's, it's got a horror theme to it or horror tinge to it. Kind of like you know event horizon it's it's sci-fi but it's still horror right um and the other part of it of you know the relationship with your your mom and dad obviously that she was a fan of horror so you can't get that relation out of any other genre other than than horror so kind of narrows it down for you um yeah uh so your question (laughs) is answered yeah the question
0: was answered halfway through this really.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's what what I said at the start of the call.
1: I was like, this is going to be a short call. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, all you got to do is talk to me long enough and more shit will bubble up to the surface. Mm. I mean, I do that to plenty of my friends, and they're just like, dude, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom brought me into it, but I want to kill masses of people but i'm a nice guy and i can't do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's just that, that constant wall of fucking morals
1: why well, no i know no i'm a good guy it's like i give money to friends that need it I blah 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 but i just yes, there's a difference between I'm
2: wanting guy. to do something and doing it
1: that was that was the one big thing on my old podcast which was called steven and brad the podcast and if there was a red shiny button in front of me to turn off society to make it all end, I would push that immediately. Why is that We could have done better start over everything starts over anyway.
2: Ah, see ending and starting over are two different things though you said end
1: yep, yep. Well, and and this iteration Boop Boop, and hope that there's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the DJ. Okay. <laughs> but if I had the opportunity to unplug his station and he'd be like, Byron, what the fuck are you doing? And he'd plug it back in and he's like, nah, I gotta start over. Okay. Yeah, I'm all up for that.
0: <laughs> Basically it sounds like you're saying if you were the uh creator, you would look at everything right now and be like, get the eraser.
1: Yep, no. yep, yeah. grab yep. it, we're starting over. Yep, we're starting over. Well as
2: as Maynard likes to say uh, don't just call me a pessimist. Try to read between the lines. Cool <laughs> reference,
1: nice. Oh, I have hope, but yeah, not a lot. And if that button <laughs> was there, beep 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 beep. beep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So no,
2: I I think if we were to reset, we would eventually find ourselves back in a similar situation because uh, you know just the nature of not just humanity but nature itself you know there are things that you know going back to the god conversation there are there are things that i think are necessary for propagating life and letting life sustain on a worldwide or global or universal level mm-hmm. that wind up being negative at the personal level but if you were to try to make everything perfect at the personal level then the global level wouldn't work anymore and, and it would just all fail. So, you know, it's as professor Joseph, Joseph Campbell liked to say, it's, uh, you know, it's an opera, it's a painful opera, but it's, it's still an opera. You have to appreciate, appreciate it for what it is because this is it, you know, this is what we get. And, you know, if you can't accept that or affirm it, then it's, you know, you're, you're choosing not to affirm life itself. Um, it sucks, but it's
1: the way it is. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is you brought up Campbell. And uh, the crazy thing is, is you read my first book, you would be amazed at how it falls into the whole like, hero's journey. Right. Holy moly. I read that book after the fact. And I was just like, oh my God, uh-huh. the call of the hero. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's the the only cool thing is that, you know, um, like even with uh, uh, Plato's uh, Allegory of the Cave, Mm. I experienced that, and it's in the book. And I didn't know about the Allegory of the Cave until afterwards, because after you, you meet the big guy, yeah, you're doing a lot of research on everything, and I'm like holy shit, uh, fucking. There's the allegory of the cave in my fucking book, but it's a little bit different, but it's the same damn thing. Right. I'm like that's that's the weird thing that I noticed after going through all my personal trials and tribulations was that it's mostly been written about for centuries, to, uh, for all of all of time.
2: The thing I really like about Campbell is that he he also saw that, that, you know, there are these similarities across geographic distances and across uh, temporal distances where these societies had no contact with each other. And why is it that these same ideas keep cropping up all over the world and all throughout time? And he said, you know, there's got to be something about the human experience and the psyche of human humans and what it means to to live in this world that that we all know and share and, and need. Um, and he said, you know, and if we can figure out what those things are, then maybe we can do a better job of meeting those needs because right now, you know, the things that we're doing are, aren't always all that great, you know? And so if we could figure it out a a little bit better, then maybe we'll do better.
1: Yeah. And then I 100% agree with you on that. And that was the weirdest thing after what I went through and then finding out it's been, written about for thousands of centuries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, why is what's that's AK? Okay, this is weird. So <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know whether or not, you know, it, I mean, personally, I think it's a plan that was made by an alien because even in the Bible, God's mentioned as an alien. <laughs> wait, not wait so Ridley times, Scott was right. Just once. Just once that his thoughts are alien to us. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So I I think, I mean, I don't know what the hell he's thinking about this Trump thing. If it's the full plan. I mean, I know we got choice. You know, we got free will. But then if there's a plan, then how much free will do we actually have? And that's the tripping point. And I would love to write a screenplay for it. It's just, I don't have a, a millionaire budget guy's ear yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I've had them, but Oh my God, it doesn't work. Cause you know, well, you,
2: uh, you want to pitch anything before we do our closing.
1: Okay. Go to unearthfilms.com for updates and to order straight from us. We're not the fastest on the planet, but you'll get some cool shit as bonus. Uh, <laughs> Maybe even stuff you never even asked for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I usually do. <laughs> uh, let me see. Keep an eye out for the next American guinea pig and then keep an eye out for Serbian film. We got the extended cut. We got profane exhibit coming. We got promudos. Yeah, waiting on that one. No remorse. I'm I'm going to announce a new movie here on October 31st, but I figured I'll take you guys a couple of, couple of days, maybe even a week to have this. So. Uh, We just picked up Evil Dead Trap, uh, 4K scan, blah, blah, blah. It'll be awesome. Is that the thing that you're announcing on the 31st? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting Uh, on the fucking artwork. Uh, Damn artist is slow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we've got a buffer uh, of episodes anyway, so this definitely isn't getting released before the 31st.
1: Ha-ha. Okay, so Evil Dead Trap. Yes, we got the 4K (laughs) scan. (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, pick it up. Looks amazing. And a bunch of other shit in the works, new guinea pigs in the works. I mean, I got two new guinea pigs going right now, American guinea pigs. Two? Uh, Hopefully one's done before the other. That's going (laughs) to be, what, five and six? Yeah, 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 five and six. I mean, I I talked about wanting to get eight of them done, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be stuck in American guinea pig heaven or hell, you know, forever. (laughs) (laughs) Any reason for eight? Yeah, 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 I mean, that's. I, I want to do a comedy one, though.
2: Okay. No, I mean the number eight. Any reason for the number eight? Oh, just because it'd make
1: a fatter box set? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. You know, and the comedy one, I wanted to have two competing mad scientists who live across the road from each other, and they're both trying to outdo each other. <laughs> I like think spy versus a- spy,
0: but with mad scientists?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that'd be a cool. If I go to eight, that's what I'll end up doing, and I'll direct it. I'm tired of directing. I want to bring other directors to the fold and push them out into the genre, you know. So that's what I'm doing right now, you know. Well, Chris is looking to get out of IT. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what kind of mad scientist could you be? Mm. (laughs) Hmm.
0: the maddest
1: well no idea they'd have to be totally insane so have you met chris i could could
0: do totally insane i can do that Yep.
1: okay i can send me your resume (laughs) (laughs) your mad scientist resume you know Studying at Transylvanian College for three to four years. <laughs> yes. Oh no, no,
0: we're going full on crazy here. My my resume will just be a uh, a picture of a GI Joe sticking halfway out of my asshole. I mean, you know, that's that's all you need. I was figuring That'd be a be severed head.
1: my sister is my sex robot. You're hired. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> that almost so
0: ended up in a coffee spit take all over my fucking laptop just now.
1: a <laughs> uh, okay, well, bit great. Uh, Different, but
2: great. Yeah, <laughs> thank, right. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining our call. <laughs> yeah, being our guest. Um. And thank you to anybody out there listening. Uh, please do come visit us at horror We'll have a schedule posted there to show who we're interviewing next, as well as the list of the people that we'd like to interview. Uh, if you can help us connect with any of those people, or if you know someone that you'd like to have added to the list, just let us know. Um, I know people, out. man, <laughs> we'll bring it on, bring we'll it, check out the list. Um, you can also become a Patreon support supporter, uh, link to our social media by merch, please. Um, yes. Yes. In general, just uh, come let us know how we're doing for MakesUsHappy.com.